When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan, it is time, though, for PJ's Plays. What I'm eyeing this week in college football, my first bet is going to be Iowa State plus 10 against TCU. I feel like we've talked about this game four times, but for anybody just tuning in, love Iowa State tonight, or tomorrow, I should say, plus 10 against TCU. This is uh, this is all about fading TCU, the pressure that they're going to feel taking the field tomorrow. They had a great win at Texas. They had a great win at Baylor. Now you got to come home. You got to play the worst team in the conference. You got the Big 12 championship game on deck. Anybody who watched college football last week, you saw all the teams who were in the college football playoff picture. All of them struggled. Georgia, they struggled at Kentucky. You saw Michigan struggled against Illinois. Ohio State struggled against Maryland. TCU struggled against Baylor. Tennessee lost to South Carolina. This time of year, it's just unbelievable how these teams, when they play, other teams who have nothing to play for, the pressure that they feel in those games. And I'm expecting TCU to feel some big-time pressure tomorrow against Iowa State. So I like Iowa State plus 10. Matt Campbell's great in these spots when he's a double-digit dog. And, you know, take the Cyclones tomorrow. I think they got something for TCU. We fade TCU every week on this program. Mm-hmm. Hasn't gone great. It's go- It went okay last week. They covered the 2.5 against Baylor. But I think they covered the 10 this week against TCU. Next game, love Vandy. I got them at 14 and a half against Tennessee. It's now 14. I feel like this is a very trendy underdog, but I don't care. Vandy, we took Mizzou today, Ryan. They were a five-win team looking to make a bowl game. They were a home underdog. That worked out for them. Vandy tomorrow, they're a five-win team. They have won two straight games. They beat Kentucky. They beat Florida. Now, all of a sudden, if they beat Tennessee, they make a bowl game, which would be an unbelievable accomplishment for Clark Lee. Tennessee, psychologically, Get into their heads for a second, okay? You head to Columbia, South Carolina last week. You're 22.5-point favorites. All you're thinking is if you beat South Carolina, you beat Vandy, you go to the college football playoff. Well, now you gave up 63 to a South Carolina offense who did nothing all season, and all of a sudden, your quarterback's out for the year. Hendon Hooker torn ACL. I just don't see Tennessee. It's, it's so tough for them right now. How do you rally after the season that you've been having You beat Florida, you beat Bama, you beat Kentucky, then you lose to Georgia, fine, you get rid of that, and now after losing to South Carolina, I just think it's over for them. Love Vandy, plus 14, and I'd also sprinkle that money line, plus 400 as well. I think we got ourselves an outright upset on our hands. Auburn and Alabama, Ryan, the Iron Bowl. It's a great one, one of the best rivalries in college football. Uh, I like Auburn plus 22 against Alabama, but the bet I really like is Auburn first half plus 12 and a half. As as long as I've been watching this game, which is the last seven, eight years closely, Auburn always, as people know, they always play them tough at Jordan-Hare Stadium in Auburn, but they always play them tough in the first half at Bryant-Denny. This game is always close early, and then Bama kind of pulls away. If you've been watching Auburn under Cadillac Williams, they've really gotten the run game going. That defense is playing hard. The crowd has been great for him. And Cadillac's coaching for his job. Yeah. He, he's not going to hold anything back. Expect a lot of trick plays early. 
He's going to throw everything he can at Bryce Young in that offense. So I really like Auburn in the first half, plus 12 and a half. Plus Bama these last couple weeks in the first half have not been anything special. Bill O'Brien stinks. They're kind of just really getting off to slow starts, which is what we are not used to seeing with Bama. Expect another slow start. A lot of energy in this game early from Auburn. And uh, I like them plus 12 and a half first half. South Carolina Clemson. Love the under in this game, 52. I think I'm leaning South Carolina plus 14 and a half as well. I'm seeing maybe if some late money comes in, dips it down to 14. But this is all about just fading. Now the total's gone up to 53. So I like it even more. Spencer Rattler, again, in South Carolina, their offense has been awful all year. Spencer Rattler played the game of his life last week. Played one of the better games any quarterback's played all season. He just couldn't miss a throw. Everything was precise. It was on time. It was rhythm. They just did a great job against that Tennessee defense. But now, after that, after a monumental upset, when you tear down the goalposts, you beat a top-five team, now you got to go on the road. You got to play your in-state rival, and you got to play another top-10 team. I just can't see South Carolina having back-to-back performances like that. I can see the defense, though, playing well. We know Clemson's offense stinks. They're not scoring more than 30 points in this game. But offensively, I think they're going to have a tough time duplicating what they did last week, obviously. They scored 63 points. But I think they're going to look more like the team that we've seen for much of the year. I think Rattler's really going to struggle against that D-line. I like the under 53 quite a bit in this game. Got it at 52. I like it at 53 as well. Um, I just South Carolina is really going to have a tough time scoring in this game. Clemson already struggles as an offense as is. Take the under. And then the other game I like quite a bit, Kansas and Kansas State. Love Kansas in the spot. Plus 11 and a half for a couple reasons. The first one, Kansas State, now that Texas has won, they know that they have to win to make the Big 12 title game. So there's going to be some pressure on them at home. But also Kansas, right? You just come off a humiliating loss against Texas. So you want to end the regular season on a strong note before you go play in your bowl game. But also your head coach, Lance Leipold, just re-signed with you. He's been in talk for a lot of head coaching jobs around the country. He's been a hot name. But he decided to ride it out with Kansas, sign until 2029. I think that means something in the locker room. He can walk in there and tell those guys, I'm staying right here. We're building this thing together. You're playing against your in-state rival. You're getting 11 and a half points. Kansas State's probably already looking ahead to their matchup with TCU last uh, next week, thinking about how they gave up that 18-point lead against the Horned Frogs. So I really like Kansas plus 11 and a half. Now that Texas has won and Kansas State knows they have to win to get to the Big 12 championship, I really like Kansas plus 11 and a half. They might even win the thing outright plus 333 but take the points with them. Um, Ryan, I'm coming around to Notre Dame with you, plus four and a half. It also must, might just be just my hope that Notre Dame wins that game for Alabama's sake. I like that quite a bit. Um, that's really, that's all that's sticking out to me. I'm trying to see if there's anything else. In Michigan, Ohio State, again, I would lean Ohio State. There's truly nothing I love, but I, I would lean kind of Ohio State minus seven and a half. Um... The ECU-Temple game is interesting. It feels like a letdown spot for ECU. That line was 12. It's come down a little bit to 10. Would maybe think about Temple, but don't love it. Um, The Apple Cup is interesting. Washington at Washington State, right? Washington, I mean, they have a chance, too, of possibly making the Pac-12 championship. You're obviously going on the road to Pullman. Who knows what the weather in that game is going to be like, but that could be ugly. Washington State, they're always good at home and always a tough matchup. So that could be one to watch there. Oklahoma, Texas Tech's another one. It's the same thing. You're getting a home dog as as 
two at plus two. That always kind of makes me lean towards the plus two. But Ryan, outside of Iowa State and Vandy, those are really the two plays I love tomorrow. We love Missouri and Tulane today. I like it too. And but then, I yeah, got, that's it. Yeah, I got a couple leans. Like I might end up playing Oregon State. Let's see what's up with uh, Bo Nix. And then I kind of like, I don't like laying big numbers. I think Penn State at home is going to blow the hell out of Michigan State tomorrow. But the problem is, look ahead before the season. I mean, well, even a couple weeks ago, that was 10. Now we're up to 19. I could see that being a blowout, though. Not that Penn State is going to the college football playoff, but they're 11th right now in the country. Yeah, they have been blowing people out. The only thing, again, I worry about that, you have a Michigan State team who has five wins, obviously trying to make a bowl. But at the same time, man, they let one get away against Indiana last week. Like, they shanked a couple of easy field goals in regulation and overtime. So Yeah, I was on Indiana in that game tough. with the points, but that was brutal was because too. now it all comes down to uh, Indiana-Purdue if I'm going to cash my under on the win total because they got four wins. I went under four and a half with Indiana. Right. Rough week, uh, Not I mean, with the, with the two crap teams because Georgia Tech then gets over by beating North Carolina, which I still can't believe that North Carolina lost that game. I can't game. either. And then they can't even cover the number for it. Uh, yeah, they're, they're spiraling fast jerks. here at the end of the season. They're jerks. Yeah, it's gonna be it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be a, it's gonna be a fun week, Ryan. I'm excited. I mean, rivalry weeks rivalry week is always the best. Air Force San Diego State, I kind of like that under at night. You got a San Diego State team doesn't have much offense, really good defense. Air Air Force obviously they run the wishbone. They just want to chew clock and run the ball. That 43 and a half that could be a late night play for me on that under. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Utah, Colorado, I'm sure you enjoy seeing it. There's no money line available on that one. There's not, I know. I so can't even... you would hope that Utah would be able to hold on and win that game. Yeah, I man, they better win that game. And then and then it's been the best year, college football, of my life. I just can't wait to watch Michigan, Ohio State. And I love that we just wake up, get that game right away, noon kickoff here, Eastern time zone. Yeah, Michigan, they haven't won back-to-back games since Ohio State since 1999 and 2000. Harbaugh finally got the job done last year, but this is a completely different Ohio State team. Yeah. Crowd's going to be electric, man. Uh, I was going to say good quarterback matchup, at least on one side. We know C.J. Stroud's good. Not quite sure about J.J. McCarthy. Just It's going to be interesting to see that first quarter, how healthy Blake Corum is, because he's been a beast this year, man. Over 1,400 yards on the ground, 18 touchdowns. Uh, he's been ridiculous. And then you have C.J. Stroud, 35 touchdown passes. So I'm jacked for that game. That's the game of the day, obviously. It's it's gonna be a gr- that's going to be a great game. I can't <laughs> wait to watch it. You know what's interesting, Ryan? It's going to be the battle of the line of scrimmage. That's where the game was won last year. Ohio State's O-line. It worries me, especially if the weather's not good. They have to rely on that run game and short yardage situation. I think that's where Michigan has the real advantage. Michigan has probably the best O-line in the country. Coram's going to play. I mean, he's going to play, but how effective is he going to be? Like, he's not missing Michigan, Ohio State. But is he going to be 80% Blake Coram? Is he going to be 45? I mean, that's, that's the big question mark. And J.J. McCarthy, you know... When Bama and LSU were playing in kind of the late 2000s, early, mid-2000s, and it was all those 9-6 defensive struggle games, and you needed like your Zach Mettenbergers, your A.J. McCarrens to just make like big-time throws, that's what they're going to need out of J.J. McCarthy tomorrow. They don't need him to beat Caleb Williams, but you're going to have to make some big throws on third and long. You're going to have to make some throws in some tight windows. You're going to have to make some throws on deep balls. He's just going to have to make big-time plays, especially with Corum. With Coram shaking up, that's what the game comes down to. Because you know what Stroud's going to give you. Ohio State's receiving quarter and their running backs are ridiculous. But Michigan, it all comes down to McCarthy. Because Michigan's got really good receivers too. 
They got the great O-line. They got good running backs. But McCarthy is the key. You're going to need him to play well. You can't go into the shoe yeah. and not have your quarterback play well. You think about the last couple teams that have had quarter that have gone into Ohio State and won. I'm thinking about the Oregon Ducks. Remember how good Anthony Brown looked in that game for Oregon? Obviously, you had Baker Mayfield and Ohio State go in there and win. So teams that have gone in there, you're going to have to have good quarterback play. And uh, if you're a Michigan fan, you're going to need J.J. McCarthy to play the game of his life tomorrow. Yeah, the one good thing you could say, obviously, he's not going to throw it for 450 yards. He's only thrown for over 300 once, but he protects the football, man. 14 touchdowns, just two picks. He's a young quarterback. Run the football, open up the play action in that game. It's going to be a low-scoring game, hopefully, fingers crossed, in the first half. You have a Michigan defense who's only given up 17 points in two games this season. I mean, I know they're stepping up in class here, but it's going to be awesome. Notre Dame. Can't wait to watch that game against USC. Man, it would be awesome. It, it would make up for what was a really a, a brutal start to the season. And, you know, a, a lot of people weren't so sure about Marcus. Win here against USC makes up for all of that. If you beat USC and Clemson in the same year, I mean, and then I'll be watching the college football playoff and I'll be like, man, if you could have just, just beat, beat stupid Stanford Marshall in this version of Stanford. Exactly. Man. Some great games. I mean, I'm excited for... I would have been really excited for James Madison, Coastal Carolina. Oh, that McCall. was a game I had highlighted. Oh, but Me too. With no grace of McCall, I have to bet James Madison. And then Wake Forest, like as crazy as this sounds, what a hell of a year for Duke, man. And Wake Forest has been a huge letdown. I like the under in that game. If it, I might look to live bet Wake Forest, though. This might be a good bounce back spot for them, finally. They're not going to go over their win total, unfortunately. But <laughs> Yeah, it might be going to be i can't wait for that kansas kansas state game too tomorrow i really think kansas is going to play him tough it's going to be great to see that stadium filled kansas football obviously he's going to a bowl and then tennessee and vandy can't wait for that one it's rivalry week one of the best weeks of the year 